0: i am thrilled to be back in the saddle this morning congratulations dr noodleberg two great days of Uh, programming um i got to watch a little bit on monday yesterday i was in full gear but you and andy lit up the lit up the stage from what i understand
1: yeah yesterday was great it was great to have andy on he dropped some some just great nuggets for people. we had a great conversation about innovative cultures and being a leader in an innovative culture Um, and then monday yeah you know that was a rant about will smith so apparently which is right on point because people have not stopped Talking about that. Like, it doesn't matter where you look, it's still a huge topic of conversation. Well, you know, I was
0: gone Monday morning. I spoke to the group at Allied. Jay, show me Allied, please. Yep. Bango, bango, uh, which was the unique part about that. It was in the hotel across from where I used to live. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> I moved from bomb Beach. I'm there seven <laughs> years. I never get asked to speak in the hotel across the street, then I do. But a great group. That was the first time they had been together in a long time. So it was fun to be part of that. Um, then on, um, and, and because of the Oscar thing that you were talking about, I stood up in front of the group and I said, um, anybody see the Oscars? Not many had, cause they were all traveling in the night before. So anybody see the news or hear the news about, oh yeah, yeah. And they were all like kind of waiting to hear what I was gonna say. And I said, well, I'm about to talk about some disruptive stuff. And so there's only one rule, no slapping. <laughs> so I did that on day two with the group at Sistel. And man, what an awesome time. Uh, just outside of Raleigh in a place called Fayetteville. was uh, was incredible.
1: Fayetteville, North Carolina, baby. Hey,
0: please show me the pictures. Come on, dude. Thank you. So uh, we were in their distribution center. Also the first time in a very long time that they were together. And... Here's my major takeaways from two um, two presentations in two days in two cities is that there's still so many people who just don't know. Like yeah. they didn't know any of them what's possible. I was fortunate in you know the little bit of time that you know I had with them to like just sort of nick the you know tip the bottle open and go, Here's what's possible. And they were like, Drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. You know, great. It, uh, Janine is here this morning. Um, so I want to talk about LinkedIn today because a lot of the people there were like, Yeah, we use LinkedIn, but we don't really know. So today's show is going to be about specific learnings. But I want to give two shout outs number one to Kevin Tebow from uh, kanaka Minota. So I walk in. Tuesday, uh, Monday night to the ballpark in uh, in Fayetteville where um, Sistelle had their party, and Kevin sees me and he goes, "I did my presentation today, but I stayed overnight to hear your presentation because he had seen me years ago and said I I could use the motivation." So it was yeah. like <laughs> what a great way to start out yeah. and get get all you know get it all going, um, and then while in Raleigh, you gotta. Um, during, right at the beginning of the pandemic and you know the classic scenario we invest together we share together and it was like it didn't look like it could happen but we made it happen jake had never met him so it was really awesome connecting the dots meeting with people doing all the things we do um, there's a bunch of the Cistel people here this morning ralph autry uh, william Dubot, um, lots of people um, it was so much fun working with them because they were ready. I hope you're ready this morning. Let's wake They wait. learned.
1: They we learned, baby. And that's
0: the- I'm going to show you how to network on LinkedIn real time. That came from my post yesterday. So wake up, go. Help, yeah. wake up. Let's go. LinkedIn at its finest can't even make this shit up. Um, So Shay, hopefully you can step this with me. Uh, Good morning, Chris Pollock. We did give you a shout out at the Sistel meeting. So everybody gave a nod. So Shay, show me the pictures of Jake and I with the sisters of Sistel. Um, This is the first time we met them. They had a party um, at um, a stadium. Right there where the Fayetteville Woodpeckers play, love um, it. Really cool party. Um, their whole staff was able to take batting practice. I mean, this is what culture is. Culture at its best. Do something out of the box. They had people's names on the jumbotron, so they're doing this great thing. We take that picture. We take all of the pictures that you just saw was a post on LinkedIn. So then we post it, and this is one of those things you you make up so um there are lots of people 69 people who actually said they like the post almost to this point almost four thousand people uh, viewed it but i always look and said who's who came to the party wouldn't you know steve pell who's the general manager of the fayetteville woodpeckers jumps in Now jake and i love the ballpark we walk to the merchandise shop you can buy Shea, show me what a, what the Woodpecker stuff looks like. <laughs> so Love so they're, all their stuff is about Peckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> I'm enamored with the whole idea of working in minor league baseball, which the rules change. I'm enamored with the fact that all of the marketing is about, you know, Peckers and all this kind of stuff. So I want to have a conversation with this guy. I do not want to sell him. So what do I do? He came into my world. I shoot him a note. She show me the note. Bang, right there. So glad you connected. We visited the ballpark last night. Loved it. Let's connect live to share stories. Got to know what it's like working for the Peckers. You know, so. Love it. Is it, you know, I'm pulling that relationship through just because that's what good business is is look at casey i knew it casey would know the
1: fact it's 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 digital networking right like that's what this is is it's digital networking and i think that's the concept that i really try to get people to understand is you got to break that notion in your mind that social media is is like personal time or it's like a waste of time or it's an endless scroll like you got to understand that there's all of this information being thrown at you rapidly. And if you understand how to dissect it in order to find opportunity in it, it could be endless. Right. And I think that's what most people come out of the LinkedIn like a pro sessions going, well, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn? And the answer is always, well, as much as I can because mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing there. I'm not just there just to be there. It's not about just looking at what's happening. It's about understanding how to engage with it and find opportunity out of it. So, Greg, you get this stuff. You know, I'm learning LinkedIn every day
0: myself. I'm constantly in there peeling back the onion doing it because if you stick to my rule of five a day, I want to pull five relationships out of there. Only good things happen when you do. Now, Steve may never respond to me. That's okay. That doesn't mean I'm not going to try again tomorrow. So of the 70 people that liked my post, that actually reacted to the post, there were 20 that were second degree. So holy shit, man. Boom. I got 22 new opportunities to say, hey, thanks for liking my post. Let, you know, and some of them that I did this morning, I sent out a bunch were significant people based on title. Like they fit my profile of who I want to talk to CEO, business leader, entrepreneur, and then I bring them in and stack their network. So, you know, one of the reasons why I think our trainings and our stuff is so relevant is because you and I are doing it and talking about it and pulling out victories every day. We talk about celebrate the victories
1: That was a victory. Well, I think so that this is where I think people get confused about the content creation piece and how it becomes an outbound activity, because, you know, it's it can be confusing for people to look at and say, well, it's marketing, so it's creating inbound opportunity. Sure. Right. Like the GM was an inbound opportunity because he liked the post, but then it requires you to do the work of go, you know, if you're not going to, you, how many other things could you have connected with him on? Maybe you went to his page and you saw that he was from the same area as you, or he went to the same school, or he knows 25 of the same people. There's so many different ways to spark that conversation to say, hey, we know each other, or we should know each other because of these commonalities. That was an inbound opportunity that became outbound work. And that's why you have to produce content, right? It's not about just self-promoting every day. It's you're losing the opportunity to create interest with new people if you don't produce content.
0: So, you know, it's fascinating because if in real life I was at a networking event and that guy, Steve, walked up and said, hey, uh, I noticed that you were at Sistel yesterday. Would I just turn around and walk away? (laughs) Right, right.
1: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> actually, I, we might need to make that video of like you know what ha- like what linkedin looks like in real life because that's I exactly promise
0: what it's you like. because the real thing is he jumped in and like, said he engaged hey, with hey, you. <laughs> i like this then i'm going to stand there on the wall and just go ignore <laughs> you <laughs> Come on. Hey, thanks for liking it, man. Thank That's you. That's a really good analogy. If somebody wants really to say, analogy. man, you're wearing a nice blazer. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. It's like, so it's silly to me. And again, I've been doing this a long time. Really i worked good. with you to see it. I worked with Jake to see it. I worked with clients to see it. Yet most people just don't see it. To me, it came so natural that... A regular networking event is happening digitally all the time. New people are coming up and going, tapping me on the shoulder and go, hey, man, I like that stuff, right? You got to converse with them. That's the (laughs) way. Exactly correct. So we can move to, I put together a bunch of these random things, thoughts that are LinkedIn learnings that are relevant to, to today. I keep adding to this list. Do you have the list, my son? I do. So why don't you blast off with the first one, because I think it's the what we were just talking about.
1: What- yeah, so the, the first one is have a point to it all, meaning you got to have a strategy. And then based on your strategy, you got to have a game plan. So I think that's the problem with most social media in general, which it really changed my perspective on social media when I started using LinkedIn the way you taught me to, because it changed the way I looked at it all because I had a strategy. My strategy was to connect with people to have relevant conversations. So that then informed all of my behavior as I went in to social media. Most people just show up to the party with no plan. They got no idea, they're just there. They don't have any kind of strategy, which therefore doesn't allow them to develop a game plan. And so they're just doing random things on LinkedIn without having any kind of, you know, system to what's happening.
0: We're really well said. So I preach control the controllables. LinkedIn is a controllable. You control inputs and outputs all day long. If you're willing to take the, the time and the energy to do that, I can't think of a better opportunity. The crew yesterday when I showed the prospecting slide. Right. <laughs> Dr. To, to like to prospect you. They were like right. loving it, you know, because so cool. I don't want to be prospecting. You can tell when somebody's prospecting. So the idea to have a plan, the plan is very simple. Who you are, what you do, who you do it with,
1: and why you do it. Period. There's your content play and post it every freaking day. So there's the there's the posting of the content, right? But then there's so many more activities within LinkedIn that can fit into your game plan, liking, commenting, sharing, connection requests. Like there's all of this activity, searching and doing research. There's all of this activity that fits into the strategy if you have the strategy. And I think that's the difference is we want to, like when you work with an organization you say, okay, if sales, if we're going to focus on controlling the controllables in sales you can't control whether or not somebody wants to buy from you is ready to buy from you has an opportunity for you you can't control even whether or not somebody's going to say yes to spending time with you but what you can control is how you try to get that person's attention and so if you're not doing anything within linkedin to try to get that person's attention you're leaving an entire category of possibilities Untouched because you were only focusing on cold calling and cold emailing. So I think that's like, you know, if you, that when you have your strategy and your strategy then informs the behaviors, how many behaviors inside of LinkedIn are you really leveraging in the way that you should be? So, Amanda, thanks for all your support. Thanks for
0: all you do. I'd love the fact that you're motivated and inspired. But nobody knows
1: how the fucking algorithm. Is. Yeah, right. We, we just don't. And it's like you don't know what an algorithm is, neither do I. It's like- I had this conversation with Kim Opdyke yesterday about it because she's getting really. She's first of all, she's created the walk talk, which, which is, I love. I, I love it. It was such a great idea on the call. It was fantastic, and so she's sharing her ideas and things that are that matter to her through this lens of. The walk talk, the idea she has when she's out with her dogs walking, we had a whole conversation. I said, don't worry about the algorithm. You have to create your own algorithm. Like For me, posting at 7 a.m. not only works for my schedule, but it tends to work best for me. I see the best engagement from it, and it's become my best practice. Everybody can have their own best practice when it comes to when they post, how they post, what they post. And that's the whole point is that it's got to fit for you if it's gonna last and become a concrete behavior. Great, couple other things on this list that we
0: can get through in today's time. Number two is don't worry about views, don't worry about any of the crap, it doesn't matter. What are you gonna win an award? Do you walk around going, I got this many views today? It's not the point of the exercise. Don't get anxious, don't allow that to drive your behavior. This is just a
1: consistent platform Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Which I think is the point of doing it every day, because when you get in that consistent behavior of doing it every day, if you have a post that does millions of views, good for you. You show up the next day and it gets no views. No big deal because, you know, something else is coming the very next day. So when you get in that consistent behavior, it becomes about the activity and not the result. So
0: one of the big takeaways, you know, yes, there's consistency. You got to do it every day. Um, I'm a much more frequent guy than you. I do three posts a day. This kind of counts as a post. You do your one off. I do other stuff because I have more to say. Right? So, <laughs> you know, but the idea is that it's a gigantic ocean. And if you get caught up in the ocean, you get, you know, we've had this conversation. You get swept yes. away. It's all about the individual's. If you pay attention to the, the individuals that are being served up to you every day and grab them and, and build relationships, I showed them the Midas story. And the Midas is as good as it gets. How good of friends are we with Will Elton?
1: Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Absolutely love him. Love him and his family. And he found us. Right? Yep. So,
0: you know, it does work both ways. So when I jump into somebody, I legitimately believe that I can add value to their lives. They don't have to pay me for that. Correct. That's not the point. If they choose to pay me, wow, then you open up the, the whole kimono and thing,
1: you know. And so what that that was my point with a virtual call. coffee. Like when, when when, so like, okay, you're doing all of this to do what? Well, we think that it's the whole point is to get 15 minutes in a virtual setting with somebody. So in that 15 minutes, that doesn't mean great. I got your attention. Now I've got your time and I need to pitch you immediately. Right, there's really five outcomes that could happen in that virtual coffee, and all of them should require a next step. None of them should, none of them should be well, really, four out of the five, because the fifth one is like it's like the worst 15 minutes of your life, and you oh, knew it after five wait. minutes. That requires no next step, like you're right. done with that forever. Well, that's what's interesting. a lot of the people
0: that we're working with more recently have said, Listen, I got the whole front end of this thing down. What happens now. after the virtual coffee? You know, it's a legitimate coaching question. Like, great. Hey, coach, I'm out in the field and I'm making that first move. What, what do I do next? I love when I hear that. We went through it with Andrea and the folks at Crew Facilities. And man, the second step, like we couldn't have taught them the second step without the first step. You got to right. get hit the first step. Now she's doing that. She says, okay. And even yesterday, some of the people at Sistel, which would, this is what drives me when you get the right questions. They were like, how do you move it? Zach, who was there, one of their VPs said, how do I move it from, you know, this, you know, nice pleasantries getting to know each other. How do I move it to a business conversation, which is a very heady
1: thing to ask. I'm curious, what would you do? I have an answer. So, so my My answer to that is, well, what have you done initially? Have you earned the right to ask for the time to get professional? Like that to me is in a virtual coffee setting. If I spent 15 minutes with you and all we did was talk about your personal life, I'm going to cut it off and be like, hey, this is fantastic. I loved learning about you. I'd love the opportunity to share more with you about who I am and what we do or what I do. Are you open to that? And ask the question, I'm setting the expectation. If that person says no to that anyway, then they're a selfish person that's never gonna be a good fit for you. But most people will be like, oh my God, I can't believe I talked about myself for 15 minutes. Would love the opportunity to learn more about you. So in that exact, I would set that expectation of, hey, I've really enjoyed our dialogue together. I think we've kind of hit something here. I'd love the opportunity to share more with you what we do professionally, what, what our company represents. Would you be open to having that conversation with me? And I would ask the question up front to set the expectation so that that meeting is moving in the direction that I want it to.
0: So that's you bring up a very interesting point from the get go. I called it permission marketing for permission for permission. You know, one of the guys we worked with at Northwestern who I I love at McCluskey, when I told him that he goes, wow, you know, I can really do that. And so he would ask people right up front. He goes, do I have permission to talk about your dreams? (laughs) Oh, <laughs> you know, I was like, win, win, win. So, you know, this whole idea about asking the right questions for me, one of the questions is how much do you know about me and what I do? Right. That's pretty pointed. Hey, listen, I don't really know much about you at all. Great. Well, here's the thing. I'm a family guy. I'm an entrepreneur. Yep. I'm the, you know, I can do you that. You opened up the window. You're listening, attentive listening to do that. And then the other thing, which is part of what we teach it's a skill set. It's real finesse. And you've mentioned it to me. Jake has mentioned it to me about probably my number one skill set. And that's weaving in stories into the conversation that are not sales pitches. Oh, Mark, that reminds me. Right. You know, a client in Cleveland that way. And when I was on stage, I did it. Right. And then, uh, oh, and all of a sudden you told the story. So LinkedIn is storytelling at its best. Correct. Tell your story, tell it to a broad audience the right ones raise their hand. Um, I get fired up. If you can't tell two days of delivering the content, we got in the car to go back to the airport. I looked at Jake and I go, I love what I do.
1: <laughs> absolute confidence. Yeah. Crystal clear, you know, um, because that, that- there's a strategy, a game plan, a process, you know, it so well because you do it. And I think that's the difference is, There's a lot of people selling smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of people you know, selling you a lot of fluff that aren't even doing the things they say that they do. So I think that's the difference is when you see somebody step in front of you that you know practices what they preach, it feels a lot different. So I'll leave you with this thought. There was a couple of people in the audience
0: yesterday. I said, hey, um, anybody in the audience like to fish? A couple of the guys were like, yeah, I like to fish. I go, wouldn't it be great if you could only do business with people who love to fish, they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I was like, that's what LinkedIn is. Right. If I know what people like, if you enjoy the same things, talk about that, get to be friends, get permission, go out, make it, make it a fun day, add five new people to your life. If you do that in a week, it's 25 a week. If you do it for a month, it's a hundred a month. If you do it for a quarter, it's 300 a quarter. If you do it for the year, it's 1200 Get used to the numbers because they work. <laughs> let's go. Let's get
1: out of business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends
0: keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business.
1: I'll give you one more night, one more night to guide this You've had a million